0: Well, the Gonzaga basketball schedule is starting to come together, and guess what? It is full of high-profile, blue-blood-caliber programs, despite what the haters like to think, breaking down the known games on the schedule, and giving an update on a few Zag alumni today, all right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Don't go away. You are Locked On Zags, your daily podcast on the Gonzaga Bulldogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is going on, y'all? Welcome to the Lockdown Zags podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host and longtime Gonzaga podcaster, Andy Patton, here to bring you news and updates on all things Zag athletics. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, more odds, and more lines. Than ever before. Bet online, where the game starts. I wanna thank all of you who have continued to make Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. We are over 700 subscribers on the YouTube channel. Was was just around 500 when the season ended. It is incredible to continue to see the Locked On Zags YouTube channel grow during the offseason. I sincerely, sincerely appreciate all of you who have checked out the show in whatever medium that you have checked the show out. If you are interested in checking out the YouTube channel, very simple. Go to YouTube.com, search Locked On Zags, and hit that subscribe button. All right, we're talking schedules in the first segment here, the biggest news That came out recently regarding Gonzaga's schedule is, of course, that they are now going to open the season officially on November 7th at the Kennel in Spokane, Washington, against North Florida. Uh, this is a team that Gonzaga seems to play a lot. Uh, it's a pretty regular non-conference game that they have been adding onto the calendar, North Florida, somewhat similar to what uh, Texas Southern has done in the past, where they play very rigorous non-conference schedules. Last year, they played UCLA and a in hand- Gonzaga and a handful of other high-profile non-conference opponents. Uh, looks like they're trying to set up a similar schedule again this year. For the Zags, this is another piece of the puzzle that is getting put together. We're starting to finally see dates and locations and all of that stuff come together as we get closer and closer to the start of the college basketball season. Uh, North Florida is, of course, not going to be one of Gonzaga's premier opponents. Uh, they schedule a handful of easier games. I don't wanna I don't want to think of it in any other way to describe it that way Uh, but obviously they have some of those kind of gimme games on the calendar uh, the exhibitions then they have the regular season games against opponents that aren't going to give them much of a challenge and then they of course have the very very rigorous super tough games it seems like Gonzaga's kind of gone on the wild ends of both of those spectrums Uh, of course with the program as good as they are there's not really a middle ground Uh, any team that is not a really blue blood high caliber program is beneath them at this point because of the way that they have played Uh, that's just the reality of the situation it's why we saw the team uh, eventually move on from their consistent game against Washington State every year because Washington State didn't really fit into the hey this is a super easy game that you know it's the North Florida or the Texas Southern or Northern Arizona or whatever, but they also didn't really fit into the, hey, this isn't Alabama or North Carolina or Duke or anybody like that. I know there are some people who don't really like that they got rid of the Washington State series. You can count me among them. I think it's nice to play regional games like that. I think the fact that Washington State does play up against Gonzaga and has a chance to actually beat them, which would be a bad loss for the Zags pretty much every single season, but I think that's what makes it fun. You should challenge your guys. You should play regional games like that. I remember as a student hopping in a bus my senior year with a whole bunch of other Zags fans. We bust all the way down to Pullman. We took up a huge section of the stu- of the um, arena there. Started doing Gonzaga chants, pissing off a lot of the Washington State fans. That was that's what college sports is about, right? Is doing stuff like that. So getting robbed of that game for current fans. Uh, obviously, the last couple of years would have been more challenging because of COVID as it is, but I think getting a game like that back on the calendar would be nice to see. But for Gonzaga, the games that we know of pretty much fall into those two categories, the big, huge, high-quality opponents, uh, and then North Florida being the first of what will be a handful of other games against similar small mid-major programs that are just looking for some games to, to pad their schedule out a little bit. Again, outside of North Florida, the next game we know of for sure is nine days later in Austin, Texas against Chris Beard's Longhorns, that game is scheduled for November 16th. It's the return of a home-and-home that they started last year, of course, when the Zags hosted Texas and Drew Timmy dropped 37 points on Chris Beard's new team. This year's team's going to look very, very different for the Longhorns as well. We will do a much bigger preview of this game and pretty much all of Gonzaga's big non-conference games as we get closer in the season. We'll talk to Jonathan Davis, the host of Locked On Texas, uh, to get a better sense of what that game is going to be like. Uh, But Obviously, another opportunity for Gonzaga to have a huge non-conference victory really early on their calendar. After the game against Texas, then we have the PK-85, which I'm super, super excited about, the Phil Knight Invitational. Uh, There was the PK-80 five years ago. Of course, the Zags lost devastating fashion to Florida in that game, Uh, but they're going to have a chance at redemption this year. There's plenty of other great teams that they could, in theory, play. Uh, Duke, Michigan State, Purdue, Iowa State are among those teams. It is a high-powered conference, or a high-conference, high-powered opponents in this tournament. It's really, really exciting time. I'm really looking forward to this. It's over Thanksgiving weekend, as it has been in the past. Then, of course, right after that, they're not easing up at all. They got Baylor in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We talked a ton about that upcoming game with Drake Toll, the host of Locked on Baylor. That was Wednesday's episode this week. If you missed it, go check it out. It's in your platforms just like it normally would be. It may have the Baylor logo on it, but it is still a Locked on Zags episode and a very, very fun conversation about the evolution of Scott Drew and what this Baylor team looks like two years after winning a national championship. The Zags do take a little bit of a break after that. They have seven days in the calendar right now before they play Washington. The Huskies, of course, in Spokane haven't given the Zags a lot of trouble lately. Uh, Haven't given the Zags a lot of trouble in a very long time, if we're being honest. Uh, Washington did improve quite a bit via the transfer portal, how they put those pieces together and turn it into a high-quality team. That will be up to Coach Mike Hopkins I'm of the mindset that if he doesn't prove this year with players like Keon Brooks from Kentucky, Frank Kepnag from Oregon, Noah Williams from Washington State, three really talented young men coming into the program, if they can't put those pieces together, I have a hard time wondering, (laughs) I have a hard time imagining that Coach Hopkins is going to keep his job a whole lot longer because things just haven't gone all that well in Montlake in a very, very long time. The Zags has get a chance to continue to pad their resume against the Huskies on December 9th. And then finally... Alabama, December 17th in Birmingham, a rematch from last year. Another pseudo home-and-home that the Zags are playing, of course, the home version of that game for Gonzaga was in Seattle, Washington at the new Climate Pledge Arena. This game will not be played at Alabama's home floor as well so it's just kind of a regional home and home uh, for for potentially for a bigger chunk of the fan base who wouldn't otherwise get to go to be able to see the teams Uh, Again, we'll we'll talk a lot more about Alabama as we get closer to this game and get a better sense of what their team looks like They're losing J.D. Davidson, losing Keon Ellis to the NBA draft. Those are two big pieces that aren't going to be around next year but Nate Oates is a dang good coach and I have a feeling This team is still going to be pretty darn good uh, by the time this game rolls around. That's what we know on the calendar so far. There's a lot more pieces to still be put together, certainly. Uh, It looks like it's going to be another great, great season for the non-conference slate for the Zags. Tons of high-profile games in high-profile arenas. I think it's going to be an absolute blast. No UCLA and Duke. Uh, Within three days of each other, that was a pretty special thing that happened last year for Gonzaga. But this is still going to be an excellent season for the Zags, both in and out of the conference. We're going to come back in the second segment. We're going to talk about Will Graves' new school as he has finally landed in a place after entering the transfer portal. We're going to talk about Josh Perkins' new summer gig. And we're going to talk about how Gonzaga is referenced early in the new Adam Sandler movie, Hustle. If you haven't seen it yet, it's on Netflix. Check it out. There's a Gonzaga reference. We'll talk about that. But before we get there, let's talk about Bet Online. College basketball may be over, but the NBA Finals are still raging on. And of course, the MLB and WNBA and more continue into the summer. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports information. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it, Bet Online remains the best spot for all of your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all the leagues this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. They have lines for coaching changes across every major sport, so even in the offseason, you can get your fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Today's episode is also brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why and dear often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX, and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that a warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Plus, Rock Auto prices are reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need. Brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpets. I just had my 13-year-old car serviced recently, and I can tell you having one place to find all the parts I need makes things infinitely easier. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write On" in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need rockauto.com. All right, segment two, still Andy Patton, still locked on Zags, and the ultimate NBA mock draft starts on June 16th. Over 50 insiders, nothing equals the ultimate NBA mock draft. The locked on NBA big board draft experts plus the Odyssey insiders. First pick is June 16th. Search ultimate NBA mock draft. And follow now so you don't miss a pick. All right, a couple of fun news updates regarding these Zags here in the second segment. First up, Josh Perkins, former Gonzaga point guard and one of the best to ever do it. He is participating on a team called Friday Beers in the basketball tournament. The TBT, for those who are familiar, it is, of course, been around for a couple of years now. To Friday Beers is formerly known as Armored Athlete. They're actually one of the most successful TBT teams of all time. Uh, the TBT is a five-on-five basketball tournament. It takes place every summer. Very, very fun kind of remember-some-guys event. A lot of former college stars, guys like Josh Perkins, who a lot of people will recognize the name, will remember how good he was in college, but guys who aren't necessarily playing in the NBA or playing high-level in Europe. Uh, the Zags have had teams in this tournament uh, in the past, uh, have had alumni in this tournament in the past. Admon Gilder has participated in it very recently. The Zags had their own teams uh, as well in years past. Uh, this tournament also features the Elam ending, which is kind of fun, a new way to do, college, or to do basketball in general, where teams are playing to a certain score. By the time you get into the fourth quarter, it makes kind of every basket a little bit more exciting. I'm not fully sure how I feel about the Elam ending. I know some people have very visceral reactions either positive or negative about it. Uh, But I think it's fun that they're doing something a little bit different. I think it's fun that you get to kind of remember some guys and see some, some fun basketball players that you haven't seen or thought about in a long time. And I think it's cool that Josh Perkins is going to be a part of it. He's obviously had a very successful European career up to this point. He is currently playing in Puerto Rico, Uh, Through seven games with his new team down there, he's averaging just under 14 points per game and just over six assists. So, still doing Josh Perkins things. And I'm excited to see how he does in the basketball tournament. Will Graves has officially landed at his new school. He is transferring to Southern Oregon. Uh, This makes a ton of sense for Will. Obviously, it's much, it's basically a homecoming for him, a return back to the Southern Oregon area. He grew up in Eugene, of course, with Coach Kelly Graves taking the job at the University of Oregon. He initially began his collegiate career at Lane Community College, which is also in the Eugene area before he came up to Spokane, took on a walk-on spot, spent three years at Gonzaga getting his degree, knocking down 35% of his three-point attempts as a reserve guy, getting a couple of tacos, a couple of awards for the Gonzaga fan base, of course, for hitting the temp three of the game. Now he's down in Southern Oregon. Uh, It's a a lower level, obviously, basketball here, but I think uh, giving him an opportunity to really shine and really get a chance to to play significant minutes and show what he's capable of doing. I'm super excited for him. I think this is going to be awesome. I've always wanted to see some of Gonzaga's walk-ons get opportunities to play at different levels because I think there's a lot of talent there. There's a lot of really talented basketball players who are on the end of the bench for Gonzaga. We've seen guys like Connor Griffin, who eventually went and played football at the University of Washington and then went over to Pepperdine uh, and played a little bit there. Like just Really cool to see guys get those opportunities and do uh, something different other than just hitting those last second threes for the Zags, which is also very fun. Um, Will's going to play in multiple games in the Portland area. He's going to play at Warner Pacific, which is where Ben Gregg's father uh, works right now. It'll be exciting to get a chance to potentially go out to a game in Portland and hopefully see him ball out. Uh, Last thing I want to mention here in the second segment before we talk more about Gonzaga's baseball program to close out the week. uh, Gonzaga was mentioned in the new Netflix movie, Hustle, which just came out very recently. It's all over the front page of Netflix if you open it up at this point. Adam Sandler is the the lead in the movie. It's produced by LeBron James. Uh, The movie is described as a, quote, love letter to basketball, which is why I think it's great that Gonzaga gets a mention, just a little bit of love for a program that is obviously a part of, of the basketball culture of the last 20 years. The clip, it's hard to describe movie quotes. You kind of have to see it to get it. But Kenny Smith, of course, the same Kenny Smith who is on uh, the TNT halftime shows with Charles Barkley and Ernie Johnson and Shaq. Kenny Smith is in the movie. He is talking to Adam Sandler's character. Adam Sandler is an international talent scout uh, and who's frustrated that the player that he was – touting as like the next big thing, did not perform particularly well in a scrimmage game. Uh, Kenny Smith was talking about how he went and played Gonzaga when he was in college. Thought that he was going to cook these guys. He said John Stockton had 20 points and 20 assists. It was not my best but I bounced back after that. Uh, Paraphrasing from the movie. Very, very cool to just see Gonzaga get a little bit of a shout out there. Uh, The shout out was a little bit of a dig of like, oh, I didn't think these white dudes at Gonzaga were going to cook us, but they did. But I think that that's kind of a perfect way to encapsulate a lot of what Gonzaga is considered in the national conversation, that, that reputation is f- significantly different now as Gonzaga is bringing in like high-profile five-star talents and they're not just like dudes from Idaho who keep making the NCAA tournament, which is was never really the case, but is what the perception of Gonzaga has been for a very long time. So it's kind of funny to see them get a mention like that. It's kind of playing into some of the stereotypes about the program, but I think that that's fine. I don't think that that's a big deal. I certainly don't think that it's directed as a dig in any capacity. It's just a nice shout out for a program that has been, a, like I said, has been a part of the basketball conversation for two decades. When you're making a movie about basketball, it's not surprising to see them get a mention, and it. it's very cool that that happened. Uh, it made me think of another time that Gonzaga was mentioned in a pop was in a pop culture reference far more obscure uh, and far l- more unexpected in my mind. Is the TV show American Dad, which is uh, made by the same creator Seth MacFarlane a Family Guy. Uh, it's been around for a really long time. I was watching it recently; just had it on in the background. And in the episode, one of the the kids was worried that he hadn't made his college decision yet and he was talking about how all his friends had made their college decisions and he's like yeah Barry already got recruited by Gonzaga and his friend Barry is a, is a big white dude and they said like oh Mark Few is going to really get the most out of him and I busted out laughing because I was not expecting a Gonzaga Mark Few reference and a just throwaway gag joke in American Dad, but they were they were very clearly referencing Gonzaga's ability to develop big people. Like that was that was the distinct joke I thought that was great because there's some truth to it. Like it was not just a complete throwaway joke that didn't make any sense. They obviously had some level of understanding of who Mark Few is, what Gonzaga does, what their program is like. Uh, and they—I don't know whether they had somebody on staff who happened to know that, whether they did their research for a five-second joke, who knows? But I thought it was funny. I marked the timestamp on it. I'll put it in the show notes here for anybody who wants to go find the clip. It is pretty entertaining. But Gonzaga is the the real deal. They're the they're they're a program that is now a a part of basketball history. There is you cannot tell the story of modern basketball without talking about Gonzaga. Obviously, they're. You know, they haven't won the national championship. That cements you in that story a little bit more so than uh, than you are otherwise. But obviously, you know, they get mentioned in this movie. They've been mentioned in other pop culture things. Adam Morrison was such a, an iconic figure uh, in the basketball lore. And then, of course, you have the Kelly Olenek story. You have... The incredible tournament run you have now having made two NCAA tournament championship appearances. This program is the real deal and they're here to stay and they are now a part of kind of the basketball culture of the last two decades. And and these are instances, small instances, but instances nonetheless that kind of prove that point. All right, folks, we're going to come back in the third and final segment of the show. We're going to talk about the Gonzaga Baseball program. Yeah, their season ended too early, and that was a big bummer, but the future remains very, very bright for Mark Metcalf and his program. Before we get there, though, I want to tell you all about Built Bar. Summer is coming. And with the summer, you're going to need some food on the go. Bilt Bars are the perfect snack to take with you on family vacations. Throw them in your bags, in your kids' backpacks. Make sure that everyone has a bar so you are fueled for your summer adventures. The best part about Built Bars, they're healthy and delicious. No more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. Have you tried the Built Puffs yet? We are going crazy for the Puffs. They come in crazy flavors like banana cream pie and even churro. Who doesn't want a protein bar that tastes like a churro? and they're only 140 calories. Sign me up. If that's not enough flavor for you, then you might want to try the mixed box. The mixed box comes with 12 flavors of bars and puffs. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs and 17 grams of protein. Go to built.com to get all your favorites. Banana cream pie, raspberry, double chocolate and so many more. They're all delicious and new flavors are coming out all the time. Check them out at built.com. In fact, go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, segment three. Still any patents, still locked on Zags. Closing out the week, talking about our Gonzaga baseball program, whose season, of course, ended earlier than it should have with losses in the regional in Blacksburg, Virginia. They were not able to get over the Ivy League squad. Columbia lost to them twice, ended their season early. They did get a victory over Wright State, so they did win a game in a regional, which is a nice accomplishment for this program, but it was not exactly the path that they were hoping to take. The pitching that had been so good all season long really just kind of fell apart. It's one of those things that happens. I don't think it was some instance of a larger issue among the Gonzaga baseball program. It was just some guys got tired, the other team was was ready for them, batted them around a little bit. Baseball can be like that. Sometimes to be honest, it's it's very frustrating, it's challenging. I'm sure the staff is, is frustrated that the season ended as abruptly as it did with with kind of some challenges into the w, in the WCC tournament and then of leading into uh the regional as well. But the future's still really, really bright. I know last year when they lost Alec Jacob and Brett Harris and Ernie Yake, it was like, oh, man, is this team still going to be you know, a, a player a, a national, in that national conversation? And, yeah, they sure as heck were this past year. And now this team, like, yeah, they're going to lose Gabriel Hughes. He's going to be a top 15 pick in the MLB draft most likely. That is not an easy player to replace. He is a freaking stud, one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher, in Gonzaga baseball history, an absolute stud. But... They have so much depth in the pitching rotation to get my guess. And a lot could change. There's guys who could enter the transfer portal. those guys whose eligibility may be incorrect based on what I'm just reading on the website. But as my understanding is that they should return Owen Wilde, William Kempner, and Tristan Vreeling. Kempner started out the season as their Sunday starter. Vreeling was their Saturday starter. Owen Wilde was more of a long reliever. But he ended up replacing Kempner in the rotation while he was dealing with injuries all three of those guys have starting pitching experience. All three of those guys, by my count, should be back in Spokane next season. That is an outstanding rotation. Outstanding rotation. Yet yeah, sucks to lose Hughes because he's an absolute stud. But those three guys are still really, really awesome. Uh, their Zags are probably going to lose Michael Spelassi and Shea Kramer. Those guys are both listed as seniors. I believe they're moving on after this season. I'm not sure what their eligibility looks like with the COVID rules and everything in that, in, in that situation. But... Those are two tough losses for the Zags team to swallow, but the future, again, remains so, so bright. One of the ways that we know that the future remains bright two Zags, we named to the Collegiate Baseball Freshman All-American team. Uh, extremely exciting opportunity for both of those two guys. That would be Cade McGee and Enzo Apocada. Uh, first time the Zags have had two players on the Collegiate Baseball Freshman All-American team since 2002. So 20 years in the making for the Zags to have two Freshman All-American. Hard not to be excited about the future when you have two of the best freshmen in the entire country. Uh, McGee hit 298 this year with a team-leading 10 home runs. He had 31 RBIs as well. He was named the WCC Freshman of the Year and was also an honorable mention all-conference player as well. Avocado hit 279 this season. He had a team-high 47 RBIs as well. As a team-high 67 hits, most hits, most RBIs on the team. He was their leadoff hitter. He was their center fielder. He was elite defensively in center field, only made one error all year long. Just an anchor for this team, consistent leadoff hitter, consistent center fielder. You know you're getting good defense. You know he's going to wrap out a couple of hits. You know he's going to drive runs in when he has the opportunity to. Really nice couple of kids here. Great, great players at their respective positions. This team's going to be really dang good again next year. I just have no doubt about that. They replaced Brett Harris and Ernie Yake with phenomenal infielders again last year. Cabalas playing shortstop with one of the best defensive shortstops in the league. They're going to continue to add talent. They're going to continue to develop the talent that they already have. I think they already have a really good setup for their pitching rotation next season. This team's going to be a top 25 team again next year i have no doubt about that Uh, hopefully the the experiences of not performing up to their their talent level in the regional will kind of sit with them a little bit in a way that they will carry that with them next year and if they're bringing back all three of these arms these guys all have tournament experience now they all have playoff experience they know what it feels like to be at the end of a season and to have to grind it out to get those victories being able to return all of that and bring that into them next season, I think is going to make this team even better. Even without Gabriel Hughes, even without Spalassi, their big closer. Uh, Kramer played some first base outfield. Even if those three guys are gone, they're going to replenish them with new talent. They're going to pursue players of the transfer portal or, of course, bring in freshmen as well. This team's going to be dangerous once again next season. The Gonzaga baseball program is far, far, far from done. Right, I want to close out the show with one more quick note on another Gonzaga athlete who deserves some love. He deserves a shout-out here. That's James Morawa. He is a track and field athlete. He's a distance runner for the Zags, and he's one of the best in the entire country. They just had their big event at Hayward Field in Eugene, Oregon, for the track and field championships. He competed in the men's 10,000 meter and ran a 28-29-58 was his time. That was just casually 15th in the entire country. Behind a couple of guys from BYU, they produce a very, very, very good program over there on the track and field side. This isn't the best that James has done. He ran a 275044 last year, which was ninth in the country, and set Gonzaga's program record. Uh, So he didn't quite do as well this year, although I don't think we should be doing anything other than tipping our hat at being 15th in the country in the men's 10,000 meter. That is an incredible accomplishment, even if he was top 10 last year. Two top 15 finishes for his career. Uh, He's also only a sophomore, so he is going to continue to be on these leaderboards going forward. Uh, He's the first Zag in track and field history to make it to the uh, the championships twice first Zag to ever do it twice so a, a tremendous accomplishment for him uh, to o- only be a sophomore and have have set that record at clearly one of if not the greatest track athlete in Gonzaga history uh, so absolutely deserves a shout out shout out to him for, for having an incredible run of success uh, throughout the season throughout his Gonzaga career and over at Hayward Field in Eugene all right that is going to do it for me today and for this week Tons, tons of more great stuff coming next week. Already got a couple of guests lined up. Got a former player coming on the show. Some other fun stuff to discuss right here on the Locked On Zags podcast. Available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube as well. Finally, thank you again to those of you who have made Locked On Zags your first listen of the day. Make sure to go make your second listen the Locked On NBA Big Board. Host Raphael Barlow from NBA Draft Junkies and author of the NBA Big Board Newsletter, is joined by Richard Stamen, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin, giving fans an in depth look into the NBA draft, mock drafts, player rankings, and of course, big boards. It is free and available wherever you get podcasts. All right, thank you all for listening, and Go Zags.